Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to episode 167 of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. And with us today, we brought in an expert from the outside, Scooter. It's a it's a whole episode of my dad. Uh, so it's not just a Scooty call. It's an entire episode. Dad, thanks for joining That's the right. podcast today. Uh, you're you're welcome. I'm glad to be back after what a whole year. Yes, it's been. I know that you always, I guess, prefer to be on more often than we have you on. Uh, and we can't. Re- well, I mean. I think that anytime we need your expertise, we bring you on. And so this is an episode where we said, okay, this is something that Scooter would know a lot about. Let's have him talk about it. So I don't want you, I mean, you don't want to talk about uh, some of the stuff that we talk about, I'm sure, right? Like, I think you listen uh, to most of the episodes. Some of it's okay if you don't call me on, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So this episode is fitting. Uh, I think it'll be good to have you on just to kind of have uh, someone that's been doing it for quite some time. We We usually, whenever we're doing all you need to know episodes in the intro we don't mention the topic so that's why i'm not mentioning the topic uh which you're aware of dad but uh, i'm just saying that we we try to avoid saying it before we get to the topic transition you know how the podcast works how the format goes yeah yeah so uh dj can you describe to the people that are tuning in today because it is episode 167 uh maybe someone is just hopping on board with all you need to know Today, maybe this is their first episode that they're listening to. Can you describe to the people how this podcast kind of works? Well, I think the podcast works a lot like uh, your home Wi-Fi uh, or the, the Wi-Fi that you would have in, in the home of a family that's got, you know, like middle-aged or maybe a little past middle-aged parents and then your teen kids, the 12 to 16 okay. is where I'm thinking. And uh you know, the Wi-Fi messes up and, and what what happens is that 95% that goes into fixing that Wi-Fi is like the parents messing with it, trying to figure it out on their own, maybe even calling somebody to get it fixed. But then they talk to somebody who is not American, so they can't understand them. And then that last 5% is that teenage kid walking in and hitting one button and fixing it real quick. That's, okay. That's what we yeah. do here. Or maybe just, just like our house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just unplugging it and plugging it back in. That usually seems that, to be the trick. That's part of the American dream. That's the that's the modern American dream. So all you need to know in the metaphor is the parents of the household with the Wi-Fi that they can't really figure out. We do most of the work. We do about 95% of it, whether it be productive or not. That's up to whoever is, I guess, consuming the the, the podcast. But um, that's right. We do most of the work and then the audience comes in that last 5% and they're the, the kids that know what they're doing and they kind of finish off the job. So uh, for people that don't still don't understand, because maybe the metaphors that we do aren't super clear, right? Clear as mud. What what we're saying is we describe a topic and then the idea for our podcast is to start a conversation. So then you go to dinner and uh, you say, hey, you know what? L- let's talk about some decks. We talked about decks a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, so maybe maybe it strikes up a conversation between two strangers or maybe at a family meal, something like that. Uh, that last 5% of the conversation is what we aim to, I guess, kind of contribute to society. So I think that that is a good way of putting it, DJ. You always kind of, kind of do a really good job. Not a really good job, but a, a pretty good job with the metaphors that kind of describe how the podcast works. I, I do 
around 40 to 45 percent of my best okay yeah so we're doing a lot of percentages a lot of numbers at the moment before we get too confusing we've got a lot to get to today so let's go ahead and jump into today's topic this is episode 167 with scooter sitting in as our expert today's topic grilling All right, so like I said, we've got a lot to get to, um, but let's go ahead and start out. We we always like to give a definition or kind of just describe what we're talking about. DJ, what is grilling? I mean, I'm sure people know, but what is grilling for those that don't? Well, it's the uh, American dad's favorite pastime, all right? Uh, you've got when the weather kicks in around this time of year, when you're getting into early spring, it starts to heat up. The grass starts to turn green. You got your mow and then you get that grill out and you get that grill cleaned and get ready to, to get some meats on it. Okay. And so I guess, I guess that sort of described it, but the grilling in general, is it just, you're taking food that is not cooked uh, and putting it on this. Oh, you wanted a definition of grilling. Well, just for people that the idea might be foreign to them, but I feel like we're we're talking to an audience that's going to be familiar with grilling. So I think we're probably good. You just take right. food, you put it on there, it heats it up, it cooks it, and then that's it. It's a, and it's usually yep. outside. There are sometimes yep. I guess you can have a grill that's inside. Um, but the the beauty of it is you can grill absolutely anything. Dad, stop mm -hmm. me if I say something that you disagree with, right? I'm going to name off a list of things that you can grill. You tell me if any of this is wrong, okay? Ready? Okay. Chicken, steak, hamburgers, potatoes, wings, guacamole, corn, pork chops, asparagus, shrimp, fish, broccoli, hot dogs, artichoke, pineapple, watermelon, campfire popcorn, sausage, pepper, Pizza, Brussels sprouts, foil packs, cobbler, salmon, lamb, broccoli, again, fruit, cod, any of that. Do you disagree uh, you with? Can, you can grill all that stuff. You can grill anything. One How thing that, do you grill guacamole? Hey, throw it on there, right? Throw it on there. Some tinfoils, you know, you want to smoke it a little bit with a smoker on the smoker grill. I bet that, that guacamole would be delicious smoked for TJ. My dad mentioned yeah. using tin foil, and I, and I did say that whenever I went through that list, uh, rapid fire list, I said foil packs. And so really, one thing that might come to mind, a, a concern as you're grilling is for things to fall through uh, whatever that, that piece of the grill is. I, I'm, I'm at a lot last of, loss of words because I can't remember what it's called. I guess the grate of the grill? The grate. Yeah, yes. The grate. Yeah. So the that's one- grate. Yeah, the grill grate. That's one concern is that things that you're grilling, cooking could fall through the grate. And then you mm -hmm. and then it turns into like this black nasty stuff down on the bottom of the grill and it, you know, it's tough to clean stuff like that. But one way to avoid that is to use a foil pack so you can just kind of make a tin foil boat and you put it on your grill and just and just cook stuff in it. So I think that's what that that's what you were talking about, right? That, that's what I was referring to. So why why is it dad or scooter for those that are listening today either one of those names will be sufficient for our guest today uh why yeah, I, answer, I answer to both of those names yeah why is it so beautiful that you can grill anything on a grill oh it's just it's awesome i mean especially if you do it slow and low it's i mean you just there's nothing Ooh. better than just like i said the weather I, I got a day like today bright sunny day you know 
temperatures in the 40s, 50s. That is perfect grilling weather, actually, for me. 40s, I'd rather 50s? grill in this weather than I would like on the 4th of July. Okay, well, I will stop you right degrees. there because we are going to talk about perfect grilling weather a little bit later. So you kind of gave everybody a little bit of a head start uh, as to how you view the perfect grilling day. But we're trying to talk about the grill in general first. One thing that I really like about a grill is it's a noun and a verb, right? I'm going to go grill some burgers uh, on my grill. Is that right. something that, that's kind of confusing, DJ, or do you do you find that, that that's okay? Uh, no, I find that that's okay. What, what trips me up a lot of the times is when people refer to it as a barbecue. Mm. Have you heard that? Yes. I, I I think that that is is kind of wild that like I wouldn't say I'm gonna go barbecue on the barbecue, but people do say that, and I don't think that I feel like a grill and a barbecue are two different things. I I tend to think of barbecue as the food itself, like the pulled pork or the flavor of the sauce. I don't I don't ever right. tend to to call it uh, my grill a barbecue. Dad, any any feelings or or threats that you need to get out there about this subject? I mean, like in Australia, they always say, you know, throw some shrimp on the Barbie. So I guess, you know, yeah. I, I guess that always gets me kind of confused too. So. Maybe it's a it's a regional term. So kind of like how shopping carts are called uh, shopping carts, places, buggies, other places, things like that. So uh, maybe we could have brought someone else in that called it a barbecue to kind of give us some input on this uh, conversation. But guess what? We didn't. So maybe that's for the last 5%. People can kind of figure that out themselves. Let's I talk about think, yeah, the barbecues when you're slapping some sauce on it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever right. you slap the sauce on it, it changes from a grill to a barbecue. Okay, yeah, I, you I, get mean with the barbecue. You might you might be onto something there, Scooter. So let's talk about the big debate, right? Among among people who take uh take their grilling serious, there are two ways to do it: gas or charcoal. Scooter, how do you feel about both? Well, you also got to throw in the pellet grill now. So if you're up on your grilling, but um, of course, um, it depends on how you want to cook. Um, gas is a quicker method of cooking. If you have to get home and get something cooked in a hurry, a gas grill. Charcoal is a more of a, a time-consuming. However, charcoal adds a better flavor to your meat, mm -hmm. I, I think. Also. But the pellet grill, if you want to discuss that, that's that's what I've discovered in the last couple of years and that that's the way to go so i i will allow you to further elaborate on the pellet grill even though it does seem a little pretentious to say well you know gas charcoal i'm a little above that let i'll, I'll allow you to talk about pellet grills if you want to okay. What's, what is uh, a pellet grill for people what is a pellet grill for people that don't know so. can you describe the pellet grill go ahead the pellet grill okay yes it is uh um, like the one I have at my house, it's a, it's electric, and it also um, uh, has little pellets, wood pellets, like apple wood, or you can have mesquite or hickory or whatever you want to uh, smoke your meat with. And uh, you put that in there, and it uh, sets your temperature. And, it, and man, it, I'll tell you, that's that's been the discovery of my lifetime is the pellet grill. So Yes, and some people that have lived at that household with that grill that you're talking about might be frustrated by the fact that it takes you a long time to cook certain things in the pellet grill. Is that part yeah. of it? Do you have to take longer uh, for uh, some you reason? You can just to... crank it up to 400 and go ahead and cook it if you want to, but that's not the best way to do it. So, like I said, low and slow. 
uh, and and you don't really have to do a lot to it, right? You just kind of close it up. And uh, the worst part about it, uh, DJ, I'm sure you are familiar with this, but my dad is not the best with technology, yet he bought a grill that you can control with your phone. So, Dad, do you have you any go. do you have any uh, rebuttal on that? Because I just I don't feel like you need a grill that you can control via Bluetooth. Yeah, but you know it, it's uh, 2021. You just you got you're gonna get left behind on technology unless you have a grill that you use with your phone now. So that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, we'll probably get back to that in just a little bit because we've got a we've got a question later that might come back uh, to the surface with the pellet grill conversation. But there are different types of grill. We grills. We talked about gas and charcoal, but then you've got uh, you know like a, a smoker grill. You've got the traditional grill. Um, and then something that has has kind of hit America and, and it's sweeping the nation. You, one could even say swiffering the nation. Blackstone grills. Griddles. DJ. Yes, griddles, it's a it's yeah. a big griddle. DJ, how do you feel about the Blackstone grills? I'm a fan. Um, you know, if if I'm wanting to like if I'm wanting to grill a meat, like if I'm really wanting to feel manly and grill a meat, then I'm going to use a gas or a charcoal grill. Uh, to, cause I want, I, I want the grill marks on, on the, mm. on the food. Uh, and that's something that you don't get with the griddle. However, if you're wanting like your own version of a homemade hibachi style, something, or just the versatility of being able to make something such as like pancakes out on your griddle, uh, then yeah, the Blackstone gets it done. The Blackstone is really good for a, just a very wide variety of things. And Dad, I know that you have enjoyed your purchase of the Blackstone Grill. How would you say, or what would you say to the to its versatility? How would you describe a Blackstone Grill? Oh, uh, it's it's pretty awesome. I mean, you can just throw it all on there and get it done. I mean, all of it on there and get it all done at once. It's it's pretty awesome. You can change the the different uh, settings of the heat on you know, one side of the, the griddle versus the other, and just really go to town with cooking your vegetables, your meats, your, I can do your whole breakfast. You know, like DJ said pancakes and hash browns and eggs. I mean, you can just do it all on there and throw it on there. It's awesome. So. Okay. So I think that's why a lot of people are, are liking the Blackstone grills and they're becoming more available. It seems like, because you can, you can kick out an entire meal in one place rather than, Oh, I gotta, I gotta go outside, flip the burgers, go back inside, you know, toss the potatoes, things like that. You can just do it all right there. And I, that's, that's, I actually prefer how it tastes on, on a Blackstone grill. I really like uh, the flavor that it comes with. Cause I guess, you know, it's, it's a lot like how you're, your old fashioned like drive throughs or drive ins and and things like that would cook the burgers. I, I like the taste. I don't know why, but it just kind of it, it's got a certain taste to it. Go ahead, DJ. Can, can we? I, I, I don't want to just like, you know, gloss over the fact that you you said toss potatoes. Do you is that what you do with your potatoes? Do you well, go inside and toss them? Well, whenever I say toss the potatoes, uh, you're not physically picking up a potato, like tossing it somewhere. It's just like right. they're in the pan. You've got maybe a spatula or something, and you've got to kind of toss them around in the pan. And so uh, that's, okay. a, that's a phrase All that right. I've used before. It might be uh, one that's not familiar with everyone, but I, I think that for the most part, you know, stirring the potatoes or flipping the potatoes around, tossing them is another way to say it. Um, and, and I just brought up a spatula. Let's talk about the grill utensils. Okay. Yeah. They are very important. And it seems like it is the perfect gift for dads. Um, Scooter, how many times for father's day, a birthday, Christmas, have you gotten a set of grill utensils? 
Uh, it's been probably on multiple times uh, that I've had different sets of grill uh, utensils given to me, especially on Father's Day, yes. Does that excite you? Because I, I feel like you already have your grill utensils uh, that you really like. It's not something that really wears down unless you're just grilling out the wazoo. So how do you feel whenever you open up a present on you know Father's Day or your birthday and it, oh, it's another set of grill utensils? I go, well, I've already got this, but however, I got to act excited about it. Sure. And um, if I'm not, I'll hurt everybody's feelings. They'll say, well, gosh, I, I you know, worked real hard on getting this gift for you. But so uh, I usually fake the Father's Day, you, you know, the uh, grilling utensils thing and act like I'm just so excited to have a new set. So. Yeah, usually maybe they've got like golf club handles or maybe your favorite sports team on the on the spatula, things like that. That's how they that's how the yeah. grill utensil gift usually goes. But uh, DJ and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before uh, we started recording mm -hmm. the podcast about your favorite grill utensil because you've got a you've got a selection of grill utensils. Um, you've got, of course, the the classic spatula. Then you've got the tongs, and then an underrated one. You've got the stabby thingy. I think it's a I don't know what it's called. Maybe a prong. Um, the the fork. long fork. You yeah. just call it a fork. Okay, yeah. so maybe it's just called a big fork. Um, and then of course you've got the, uh, the grill brush, which is not, does that even count as a grill utensil? Or, I mean, I feel like it does, but grill, maybe. you gotta, you gotta clean your grill. You gotta take care of it. There's some maintenance to it, but dad, oh, what's, sure. what's your go-to grill utensil? It's my spatula. You know, you just can't, you got if you got a good spatula that you like a long handle, so you don't burn your knuckles on the grill and stuff like that. That's, that's, that's important. Got to keep those knuckles safe. Yeah, that's true. DJ and I were talking about. Uh, we like the tongs because you we yeah. feel like you can do a lot with the tongs. The spatula is is definitely the the classic grill utensil, but sometimes it just doesn't get the job done, where it looks really yeah. clumsy. Uh, with the well, tongs, it you just on what grab you're it. Cooking. You know, if you, it's, it's hard. Those tongs are hard to flip hamburgers, so you need a spatula for hamburgers. If you're cooking chicken, yeah, the tongs will be perfect. Okay, so each each item that you will be grilling calls for a different utensil. That's a good way to put it. Um, but what about the grill brush? Uh, I know that you're supposed to maintain the grill, but but I mean, come on, Dad. I mean, do you really need to? Well, uh, for for safety of so somebody doesn't get sick, yeah, you should probably clean clean it. So I wouldn't want to show up in somebody's grill and they open it up and it looks like it's had three years worth of stuff on it. Yeah, like the charred stuff on the top. Yeah, but don't you uh, think sometimes uh, that adds some flavor? That probably would add some flavor, but you know, you you know, you're 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 probably risking uh, maybe a hospital trip. Oh, okay. So uh, a little scooter Ooh. PSA right here in the middle of this all you need to know episode. Make sure you clean your grill, or you might go to the hospital. Uh, DJ, that's true. It, it could happen. DJ, how do you feel about the grill brush? I mean, uh, the last thing you want to do you you cook this entire you know extravaganza of meats and whatever else you you threw on the grill, mm -hmm. then you eat it, and then you're like, well, I guess I got to go back out and clean the son of a gun. I, I'm I'm a I'm a clean it prior to use kind of guy. So you um, clean it, you cook, and then let her cool down, and then the next time you clean it before you go to use it again uh, is my preferred method it may not be the the most desirable method um but about the grill brush you know sometimes i get a little confused because 
all the grill brushes that I've ever owned, on one side you got the brush, on one side you got a sponge, and then on the end you got like this ice scraper looking thing. Mm, yeah. And I don't know what to use for what. I really don't. Nobody's ever showed me that. And I don't think that anyone really knows. You just kind of like, okay, I guess I need to use all three of these. So I I usually right. go brush, scraper, brush, and then like you said, maybe this the sponge thing on the back. Is there the is there sponge, any yeah. there any rhyme or reason to the grill brush dad, or do you just kind of you know, you just, you just need to make sure you look like you know what you're doing with the grill okay. brush. Okay, and that's, that's the main thing. That. It's all about the look. It look like you know what you're doing with it. Jerry Seinfeld had a stand-up routine about the the hood of the car opens towards the windshield, so people that are in the car think you know what you're doing whenever you pop it open and look at it. I think that's why the grill also has a cover. So whenever you open it up and you're cleaning it, people just look over and they're like, "Oh, okay, that guy is cleaning his grill. He knows what he's doing." So that's yeah, exactly right so yeah okay so i think we're onto something there um is there any truth to like letting a grill warm up or like whenever you whenever you after you clean it do you need to let it cool down before you close the lid is there is there any advice you can give to people dad that might might be like ah, i don't believe in letting the grill kind of like warm up or anything like that uh you know it's just your own personal preference after many years of grilling you just kind of get a system going and whichever one works best for you, you just, you go with it. And there's really no manual out there on the best techniques about grilling. It just, you, you have to go kind of learn through uh, practice and that's, that's how you become a good griller. Do you believe that good grilling can be passed down through genetics? I, I'm hoping so, but sometimes I, I wonder why that I'm the only one's out grilling when I have a, a son-in-law and a son that uh, just kind of sit back and, crack open beers and sit in the chair and look at dad grilling. Sure. I, I can see the frustration. I, yeah. yeah. Um, I would, some, if I was them, I'd hold on to that. Sometimes you just let the person that knows what they're doing, go ahead and do it. All right. I, yeah. I don't want to be criticized. Uh, you know, see, if they, I grill burgers, but they, they won't even uh, offer the, the griller a beer. They just get it for themselves. Okay. So before we get into selfish, before we get into these, these personal grudges, uh, there's something that we definitely need to talk about, and it's the fact that grilling is an art. Or I guess we can ask the question if grilling is an art. And one thing that I can add to this conversation is that there is music involved in grilling. And that's as soon as you put whatever meat that you have onto the grill and you get that that initial, as soon as you slap it on there, is there something to that, DJ, that just kind of says, wow. I am. I have made it. it whenever you throw like a, a big steak onto the grill and, and it starts to sizzle. It's the testosterone boost. It, it is. Mm. It's a natural testosterone boost. There's no doubt about that. As soon as you hear that sound, uh, it's, I don't know. It's like a tingly manly feeling. Mm. That goes all the way. That goes all the way back to the caveman days, you know? That's right. I'm, I'm sure that's the same thing when they threw some meat on a fire there and then they heard that sizzle, they were over there like beating their chest and stuff and going, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe I'm so. grilling. Yeah. So you're saying right here, right now, that the cavemen were the first people to grill. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess that that's not wrong. Of course, they didn't have like a, a green egg or a blackstone grill, but they made it work. Whatever they had, they made it work. So uh, the cavemen were the first grilling, uh, you know, people that that figured that out. But is, is grilling an art? We asked the question. We kind of brought that up. DJ, do you feel like grilling is an art form? 
I think it is. I think I think grilling is an art form for the manly man, uh, for the manliest of men. I think that it uh, is something that a man can hold on to, and, and you, you, it's your own creation. And at the same time, it also serves the purpose of feeding your family, mm. right? So I, I just think it, it definitely is an art form because you get to make that meat look exactly how you want to. You get to make those veggies look how you want them to look. And you're dealing with fire, and that always makes you feel good, right? Yes, it so, does. I, I think so. Absolutely. Scooter, I mentioned earlier that uh, whenever you started to go on your pretentious rant about pellet grills, that we would get to that later. Do you feel like the pellet grilling is more of an art than traditional grilling? Uh, well, no, I think the pellet grilling makes it a little bit easier because you don't have to really sit there and watch. You're not going to worry about your meat going to burn and all that. So you can kind of just close the lid and walk off and and you put it in a meat thermometer and, and it will tell you when it's done. So you don't have to worry about turning it all the time and stuff. So uh, now if you do a regular charcoal or a gas grill, yes, you have to pay attention to your meat and make sure it's turned and doesn't burn on one side or the sure. other. So sure, yeah. So the pellet grill has made it a little bit easier where you can sit back and crack open a beer and, and sit back and talk to your son and son-in-law while they're drinking beer too. Oh, and the, the one thing that I will say though is from from you know firsthand experience with this pellet grill, uh, a steak that you could cook in probably 10 minutes, uh, you like to cook it for two hours. Oh yeah, that's what I what I go back slow. to the low and slow thing, and it will taste so much better than you trying to cook one in ten minutes. I know, but how often have I said if you opened up a restaurant, you would go out of business? Because sure, your food oh. would would taste good, but people aren't going to sit around for two hours to wait for a steak. If I open up a restaurant, I would just have to say, okay, you have to call in your order two hours beforehand, and I'll throw it on the on the pellet grill. Oh gosh, okay, so you've got it you all figured out work? already. Well, that that might work, but I just don't know how often people would call in to have that done. But DJ, I do got a question. Yeah, I got a question for Scooter on the uh, the pellet grill. Do you not think that the pellet grill actually takes away from the fact that when grilling, when having to man a charcoal or a grass, uh, gas grill, where you're really having to to pay attention to it, I view that as uh, almost like a like a solitaire confinement is solitary confinement or just you know that's my think time that's where i i get to spend some time just alone and it's just me and the fire and the meat and maybe a beer or a beverage of some sort uh do you feel like with the pellet grill you've you've lost a little bit a little bit of that that time to yourself yeah well you kind of you kind of lose that you know of course some of the grilling thing it's like a social thing too especially with guys you know if you have a bunch of guys over they all they all stand around the grill and look at and right. see what you're doing. And when you're flipping the meat and they're saying, well, that looks good. Or I want mine medium. Can you go ahead and just take mine off? You know, so that's, there's some social aspects to grilling too that are, that are fun. And the pellet grill, yes, probably would take some of that away from, from that uh, when you're uh, just close the lid and sit back and go, of course you can sit around the table or on the patio and, and discuss other things besides grilling. So mm. I see. Well, I think that's, that's well put. Uh, and if anything, like I said, if, uh, if a steak usually only takes 10 minutes and instead you can cook it for two hours, that's a lot more time to talk with your friends. So that's one way to look at it. But one, one thing that I think we need to talk about is that the grill is synonymous with summer, right? It mm -hmm. seems like 
oh, it's it's July 4th. I better grill some hamburgers and hot dogs, things like that. Do you think that you could go ahead and say that the grill is the mascot for summer? Like if there if summer was this place or or a stadium or something like that, the mascot would be just a, a big grill that just walks around with eyes and a mouth or something. Well, if you just really probably looked at studied grill, I mean, grills are really important for the almost the summer holidays. Mm-hmm. And you come up with Memorial Day, and then you got the Fourth of July, and you got Labor Day. Everybody's sitting around grilling and, and eating right. food. Um, you know, tailgating in the fall. I'm sure the grills did all the, the NFL stadiums, college stadiums. I mean, just look how many grills are being pulled out for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yep. grills are a real important part of, uh, especially a, a man's life. So, wow. Getting a little philosophical. Uh, How grill, deep is that? Yeah, the grill having a, a, a very large impact on the man's life. That's that's an interesting way to put it. DJ, could you imagine a grill like walking around with eyes and then like, you know how like you open up the, the top of the grill, like that's the grill's mouth. Like that could be a mascot, mm. right? Absolutely. I think it could. I think we should create that uh, and, and definitely put it out there. We might be onto something for creating our own kind of grill brand there. Okay, so I, I'm with you there, and I say that we go ahead and hire someone to make a mascot costume that is a grill, and we have mm-hmm. uh, that mascot stand outside of All You Need to Know Studio on the street uh, with that's a sign right. that says something, because that's one thing that you always love to see on the side of the street, a mascot with a sign that is pointing you in a certain direction or, or trying to tell you that uh, you know it's political beliefs or something like that. So mm-hmm. I think that that uh, is something that we can definitely look into, and so... Like we said, grilling is synonymous with summer, and maybe that mascot could be synonymous with grilling and all you need to know. There's some branding that we we could definitely jump on. Before we go, because always whenever we're doing these episodes, you kind of get that feeling, oh, we're getting close to about 95%. This is where we need to let Mm -hmm. the audience go. One thing that we need to talk about is the ideal grilling weather, uh, which my dad brought up earlier. You said, Mm -hmm. what was the temperature that you put out there, Scooter, 40 to 50? In the fifties would be is perfect. I mean, I'm telling you, it's just it's because you're you know you get a little heat from the grill. You can stand over there next to it and get the heat off of it, and and you got your favorite beverage in your hand, and you're staring at the, the nice blue sky, or whatever, and just in deep thought out there while you're grilling grilling your meat, you know. And uh, sure. that's 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 my preference. Now, some people may like it at 95 degrees, but I'm not I'm not a big uh, guy that likes to go out 95 degree weather and start cooking uh, grilling. And stuff. Now not, I will do it, but uh, especially like the Fourth of July and all that, it's it's hot. But uh, anyway, it's my my preference is yeah. You give me a you know forty five to sixty five degree day, perfect. Mm. Uh, I was about to say I I I don't I don't know that anybody wants to stand next to a fire when it's already ninety five degree uh, weather outside. But I, I do feel like the optimal temperature would be around 65 to 70 i feel like i i'll tell you i grilled a couple of chicken breasts last night and it was about 45 outside and i i was it was a bit nippy mm. yeah so maybe there is a line that you have to draw somewhere as far as the perfect grilling temperature but i can attest there is one time my dad came in from grilling it was one of those summer days the dog days of summer and he came in, dropped the food that he had just grilled, like on the counter, and said, "I'm gonna go take a shower." So, of course, <laughs> we had to wait. We had to wait for a little bit for him to get out of the shower to eat dinner. Uh, and so that's what I'm assuming, uh, Dad, is you're saying that sometimes it can be a little too hot for grilling. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 
if it's 20, 20 degrees, I can still go out and grill, you know, and that. But if we're, when it's 95, it's not one of my favorite times to do. Right. And so I, I can see the appeal of a little bit uh, more of a brisk night that you're maybe grilling, uh, you know, 35, 40 degrees. You open up that yeah. grill, that heat comes off and, you're, and you know, you got to get a little toasty. It's like having a little campfire right there. A little fleece jacket on, go out there and, you know, like I said, you got your favorite beverage and you got, you know, a little heat coming from that to keep you warm too. It's, 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 it's pretty nice. So You've mentioned beverages a lot as we've talked about grilling. Uh, is that something that you would like to maybe elaborate on before we end the episode? Because <clears throat> I'm assuming you're talking about beer. Uh, beer, wine, uh, bourbon, you know, it doesn't matter. It's, uh, it seems like beer is more of a uh, grilling type of beverage choice from that you see from most people when they're grilling. Do you have to have that or is that something that enhances the experience? You can have an tea, you can have a water. Um, I'm just, you know. It just my helps preferences, to I like to have, I have a beer when I'm when I'm grilling. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, to each their own. Whatever you want to do, that's the beauty of it. You can grill however you want. You can use whatever utensil you want, and you can have whatever beverage you want whenever you are grilling. So that's uh, I think the beauty of grilling. Maybe the art form that we mentioned earlier, uh, the mm -hmm. art of grilling. Uh, but I think we've covered about ninety five percent as far as uh, grilling as the topic. I, I think a lot of people will like to listen to this as it gets warmer outside and we start moving towards the summer months. But uh, dad or scooter, whichever you would prefer to be called. Thanks for joining us and, and giving uh, us a little bit of expertise on the subject. Sure. I, I appreciate it. I've enjoyed being on today. I look forward to what this time next year when you call me. Yeah. So That's th right. there's the, the <laughs> always jab at us not having you on more often. You always try to fit that in there. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we had we had you on a year ago, so we apologize that it's been a year since we had you. Tell Curtis I got the standing uh, tea time starting here this next month, and he can join me. All right, so uh, on the golf. Course, all right, uh, our our okay. producer Curtis and my dad are are for some reason close, even though uh, Curtis is always close to being fired. So I'm not really sure the relationship that you're uh, nourishing there with Curtis' dad, but yes, I will let him know uh, that you have a standing tea time. So. Uh, DJ, any closing statements or thoughts or regrets? I don't. I don't believe so. Not not today. No, this was a, this was a good subject. I, I think I think this would be a great podcast to listen to while you are grilling. So maybe there's going right, to be yeah. some people that fire up their grill, listen to this episode. It's all going to come full circle. Full there. circle. I think, I think that that would be a really great thing. Hopefully, we get some emails and and maybe even a couple of videos. Uh, like, hey, AY2K, I'm grilling and I'm listening to your podcast. That would be great. Hopefully we have some fan interaction like that. We always love the fans interacting with All You Need to Know on social media and things like that. So that's going to do it for this episode of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. And I'm Scooter. And that's All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at all you need the number two no zero zero at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered. <laughs>